In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, Amen. Amen. Brothers and sisters, during the Holy, 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 while the choir is chanting Holy, Holy, the priest has a silent prayer that he says just between him and God. He says it really under his breath. He whispers it. You'll see him bowing once to the center of the altar, to the left, and then to the right. Well, the first one, the first genuflection, Gehenta it's called, the first one, the priest says silently, This means, it's in the old language, it means, Holy are you, God, the Father of truth, he from whom all the example of fatherhood in heaven and on earth is taken. So that is the church teaching us a really old way of thinking, really ancient way of thinking in the Christian tradition. That fatherhood first belongs to God and is extended to human beings by God. That means that fatherhood in this life, fatherhood among us in this world, is an extension of, of God's fatherhood. It is a gift that God gives to men in this life to participate in his own act of being a father. That means that there's a continuity, a link, a connection between fathers on earth and God the Father in heaven. And if that link is broken because there's a dryness or there's an emptiness of the spiritual life because a father is not praying, is not connected to God, that kind of fatherhood is no longer in continuity with God's and therefore will end up in some kind of failure. In order to be a good father, in order to be a good mother, in order to be a good priest, a good monk, a good nun, a good anything that is an extension of God's own being, one must be connected to God one must know how God himself exercises it. So how does God, the Father, exercise his fatherhood? Jesus tells us in the Gospel reading today some part of it. He tells us more in different parts of the Gospel, and he also shows us. In today's Gospel reading, Jesus says, he commands us first. If you love those who love you, what good is that to you? What credit is that to you? That's easy. That's a given. Everybody does that. Sinners do that. You don't have to be a Christian to love people that love you. Everybody loves people that love them. If you do good to those who do good to you, what credit is that to you? Yeah, same kind of principle. Of course, I'm going to do good for people that do good to me. It's a mutual exchange. It's a transaction. It's utilitarian. But we're not normal. That's the point. We're not supposed to be normal. When people come to me and say, this is not fair and that's not fair, I say, yeah, welcome to Catholicism. We're not supposed to receive what's fair. We're not supposed to even seek what's fair. We're supposed to seek something way bigger than fairness and justice. Love your enemies. Do good to those who harm you. Lend to those and expect nothing in return. That's the gospel. And that's the gospel because when Jesus comes to teach us, 
he teaches us not just who God is in the abstract, but he teaches us who God is and at the same time teaches us who we are. Remember, in the book of Genesis, when God creates man, he says, let us make man in our image and our likeness. Man is made to be like God. And in becoming like God, we become more human. So when Jesus tells us, love your enemies, he's not just telling us something to do that's Im like impossible or you know, out of the question, or uh, he's not speaking hyperbolically or metaphorically or anything like that. He's saying, love your enemies, because that's what God does. And that's what he goes on to say. Love your enemies, do good, lend expecting nothing in return. Your reward will be great in heaven. You will be called sons of the most high. For he is kind to the ungrateful and the selfish. And then the command, be merciful as your father is merciful. You see, he says, love your enemies because God loves his enemies. Do good to those who harm him because God does the same. Lend to those who cannot pay you back. This is maybe the strongest one. What can we pay back to God? Nothing. Everything is a pure gift. We can give him nothing in return except only our hearts, only our obedience. And even that he doesn't need. Jesus tells us to do these extraordinary things, these excellent things, these supernatural things, things that we can't do on our own without his help. But yet he commands us to do them because he tells us this is who God is. And that's who a father is. A good father follows this prescription. Jesus tells us who God is, and then he also shows us. If you remember from the Gospel of John, Philip asked Jesus, uh, show us the father and we'll be satisfied. Jesus says, have I been with you so long, Philip, and you don't know who I am? How do you not yet believe that whoever sees me sees the Father? Jesus is the perfect representation, the perfect image of the Father. So when Jesus speaks, he's speaking the words of the Father. That's what he says in the other part of the Gospel of John. When Jesus acts, he's acting the way God the Father acts. When Jesus dies on the cross, he's showing us, not just with words now, but with action, who is God the Father, what is fatherhood? It is dying on the cross. For those who love you, no. For those who crucify you. For those who do good to you, no. For those who spit on you. That's fatherhood. Let's strive then, as Catholics, for excellence. Let's not stop at what's just or fair, or at mediocrity, or stopping in the middle of the road, lukewarmness, which Jesus says is disgusting to him. Let's strive at every moment and every day for excellence. That way, God's fatherhood is linked to our own, and it will be passed down to the generation after us, and that's how it goes from generation to generation. But if we stop at mediocrity, we'll be like what St. Augustine said about his own father. In his book on confessions, his autobiography, St. Augustine speaks about his dad, and he says, unfortunately, my father, all he taught me to do was to get a good education and make money. 
He didn't care to form my soul or my heart. He didn't care about my, didn't pay attention to my character or whether or not I was a good man. Didn't care about my relationship with God. He just wanted me to learn how to take care of myself by being a good rhetorician, a good lawyer type, and to make money. And he said, unfortunately, I had to learn it after he died on my own. That's a failed father, but it's common. A father is a father like God who gives himself over to his wife and to his children in self-giving love and in the form of formation. Happy Father's Day to all the fathers in here. May God bless you and reward you. But also, may he make known to you your responsibility. You stand in your family in the place of God, and one day you will be held accountable for it. So please do take it very seriously. Amen.